Drabblecast B-Sides, Episode 4, Support Group for the Supernaturally Experienced, by Elias Caress. After getting a DUI, a man is ordered by a judge to attend an AA meeting as part of his sentence. Turns out, he's in for a different sort of punishment. Elias Caress makes his living as an engineer in Salt Lake City, and he says yes, that's just as boring as it sounds. To keep himself sane, he juggles and does magic tricks on the weekends. You can even hire him to do so. Check out his site at outlawentertainers.com. So brace yourself. Support Group for the Supernaturally Experienced by Elias Caress. You! Come closer! The old man barked at Max from down the community center hall. Sorry, I'm looking for room 115, Max replied. I can smell the stink of your black soul from here. Excuse me? Come here now. Max walked toward the old man. At first, he wasn't sure what he was seeing, but as he got closer, he could see the old man's eyes were sewn shut. He had a large leather collar around his neck. The skin under it was scabbed and sore. The collar was hooked to a leash tied to the doorknob of the door he stood in front of. The numbers 115 were posted on the door. I can smell the blood on your hands. I can smell your innocence dead and stinking on your breath. Max quickly glanced down at his clean hands. Just before he arrived, he'd washed them with disinfectant soap and meticulously cleaned under the nails. You're looking for the support group. The old man's voice was as creepy as he looked. Uh, yeah? You're late. Out of courtesy to the other members, please arrive on time next week. The disturbing old man opened the door and hobbled aside to let Max in. Inside the room, people sat in chairs, forming a circle and facing each other. Someone holding a notepad looked up at Max and waved him over. He wasn't a human. His three-piece suit was very nice looking, and his half-moon glasses did give him the look of a professional therapist, but his skin was bright red, and his eyes glowed and flickered as though there were a fire inside his head. He had two short horns on his forehead in front of his slick black hair and a pointed goatee. The devil motioned toward a chair in the circle and turned his attention back toward another man who was speaking with his eyes closed while tears streamed down his face. My aunt was making a meatloaf, and she left a little puddle of blood on the counter from the hamburger meat. She turned around to get something from the cupboard, and she caught me licking the blood off the countertop. She hasn't told my parents, so they still don't know. Oh, trust me, honey, they know, said another man, sitting beside the speaker. Max could tell from their lisping, effeminate voices and the way one man was comforting the sobbing man that they were a couple. The second man spoke again while the first sobbed. Oh my god, I was so proud of him when he introduced me to his parents, but you could tell they already knew he was gay. They weren't surprised at all. Maybe they're in denial about the little boy being a vampire, but come on, how could you not know? Max sat quietly while the sobbing man finished his story about his aunt. 
The couple had pale faces and dressed in black. They were overweight and gave Max the impression that they were nerdy kids in high school who were picked on by the other kids. When they were finished talking, the devil looked up at Max. Well, well, well. What do we have here? It looks as though we have a new guest tonight. Why don't we each introduce ourselves and make him feel a little more comfortable? I'll go first. I'm Dr. Flesh, but you can call me Rudy. Ah, uh, I'm... Are... are you... Satan? Max dumbly stammered out. He felt uncomfortable under the devil's gaze, but he still couldn't help looking at him. There are those of my kind who would find that question offensive. But I understand that many people don't have much contact with the hellishly inclined. Again, my name is Rudy, and I'm the chairperson for this group. Bob, would you like to be next? Rudy motioned toward the man in the chair to his right. Bob wore a ruffled shirt and tie, and for the life of Max, looked like a state senator. Huh? Oh, yeah, sure. Well, I'm... I'm Bob. I sold my soul a few years ago, and now I'm... I'm forced to feed on the flesh of children. To, um... To survive. Hi, hey, Bob. Bob. Everyone said in unison. Bob looked at the gay vampire sitting to his right. I'm Vincent. This is my boyfriend, James. We've been undead for three months now. Hi, Hi Vincent. Vincent. Hi, Hi James. James. The next person was a small but attractive woman with her hair in dreadlocks and a ring in her nostril. She wore a dirty tank top and needed to shave her armpits. I'm Carol. I'm here because I've got the monthly curse. Yeah, Carol is a werewolf. Vincent finished for Carol. Bite me, homo. In your dreams, bitch, Vincent retorted, while James gasped and said, Oh my god, you two, just stop it. Rudy spoke. That is enough! <gasps> Remember, fighting is for outside the group. Inside the group is for... He motioned for the group to finish his sentence. Accepting. Everyone, except for Carol and Max, rang out together. William, will you go next? A thin man with gray hair sat quietly next to Carol. Oh, um, William is the name that I use to avoid drawing attention to myself. Um, my real name is unpronounceable by humans, and I'm from the planet Cledom. <laughs> More like the planet Nutjob, Carol snorted. Carol? We've all had enough negative comments for tonight, said Rudy. Next, we have Roger, who you can't see because he has recently passed away. So, Teresa is here to help interpret for us. Eh? Oh, uh, yeah, whatever. Um, Roger says hi, said a middle-aged red-haired woman, sitting next to an empty chair. Next, we have Madame Voorhees. Rudy leaned in close to Max and spoke quietly. It's considered impolite to speak to the corpse who carries her. Sitting next to Max was a dead man, straight out of the zombie movies. His eyes were milky and his lips and gums had receded. He carried a red velvet pillow with a shrunken head on top. The head's eyes were sewn shut, but her mouth moved as it spoke. 
Her voice was quiet and drawn, as though she was speaking with her tongue pressed to the bottom of her mouth. Yes, I've actually been practicing voodoo for hundreds of years, but I'm here to try to accept my recent situation. Hi, Hi madam. Roger, for crying out loud, will you please stop that? Teresa said through clenched teeth. Carol looked up. Is he looking down my shirt again? Yes. Teresa looked legitimately embarrassed. Carol looked behind her as if to see what the ghost was doing. Then she lifted the front of her tank top and grinned widely. Oh, for God's sake. So much hair. Oh, that's it. I've had enough of this. Teresa stood up and stormed out of the room angrily and slammed the door shut behind her. There was a moment when no one said anything. Rudy was the first to break the silence. He turned and looked at Max. Well, um, okay. Now it's your turn. If, if you could tell everyone your name and a little bit about yourself. My name is Max. Hi, Hi Max. Max. Hi, Max. There was a pause while Max tried to think of something to say. Max, if you are ready, you could tell us what brought you here tonight. Yeah, I'm, I'm only here because the judge ordered me to come. There was a moment of awkward silence before Rudy said, Ooh, you're not looking for AA, are you? Yeah, uh, am I in the wrong room? No, no, this is the right room, but that's tomorrow night. Tuesdays are for the Supernatural Support Group. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Wow, God, I hope I'm not the first guy to make that mistake. Didn't my minion stop you at the door? What, the the old guy? Yeah, he, he opened the door for me. He kept saying that my soul was black or something. Oh, that explains it. Oh, there you go. That's why. There must be something evil about you. That's why he let you That's in. That's misunderstanding. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'll talk with him about this. It's, it's my fault, really. So, you're human, then? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm human. I just got a DUI, that's all. Rudy looked around the room. Well, I was just going to suggest we have a short break anyway. Would anyone like a snack? Rudy's hand snatched Max's arm and held him from running away. Fabulous. Oh, thank God. The gay vampire stood and walked towards Max. Yes. Uh, could you save his brains, please? Mumbled Madame Voorhees. This story was brought to you by Drabblecast Productions and uses a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. Visit us at www.drabblecast.com or 